It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and happy Valentine's Day weekend. That's right, it is the week of February 13th, 2014, show number 63, and this week we are going to let the sun surely shine, because we have none other than the person you may remember as Six, from the show Blossom, Stacy in a Goofy Movie, Born on the Fourth of July, Pepper Ann, and many other classics. Yes, we have none other than Jenna Von Oy stopping in here this week. Yes, you may remember Jenna from being six on the hit television series Blossom. And she is the fast-talking, quick-witted, you know, comedy relief to that classic sitcom. And Jenna's going to be stopping in this week to talk about her career, what it was like being part of the show Blossom, a goofy movie, an extremely goofy movie, born on the 4th of July, and many other classics, including her music career and what she is currently working on. And Jenna is going to be stopping in very soon. In addition, we have the DT back. That's right, all of you D-heads. We have Aaron back, as he's going to stop in with all those answers to your questions with I Want to Know. And let's not forget Lexi, our D-team member from Down Under, as this week she's going to stop in with the Hollywood Walk with more about our very special guest, Jenna Von Oy. There is all kinds of news hot off the D-wire. That's right, there's so many different things happening this week within the Disney company, from the theme parks all the way through to DVDs, Blu-rays, video games, Star Wars, and more. So we have all kinds of news hot off the D-wire. So all of you D-heads, with that said, as I mentioned, because all the snow and and all the cold from the winter air and all that fun, yes, we're going to make the sun surely shine. So let's officially kick off show number 63 for the week of February 13th, 2014. I'll be right back, all of you D-heads. Don't know about the future, that's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Fire up your pad and pencil, I give you a piece of my mind. In my opinion, nation, the sun is gonna surely shine. Stop all your fussing, slap on a smile. Come out and walk in the sun for a while. Don't fight the feeling, you know you wanna have a good time. And in my opinion, nation, the sun is gonna surely shine. Going somewhere, Pop? Sure. It's a vacation with me and my best buddy, Donald Duck. Oh, silly. With you. Uh, it's Goofy. Give me a big Stop goofing around In an outrageous full-length animated feature We'll spend some real quality time together I think I'm going to be sick Walt Disney Pictures presents Come on, this is going to be fun The story of a father who couldn't be closer That's the spirit, Maxie This is embarrassing To driving his son crazy This is pathetic Now, they're getting a crash course in becoming best friends. It's been 
foot! Could you back up a bit, Mr. Foot? Uh, you're out of focus. <laughs> this spring, one of Disney's favorite classic characters lands at theaters whoa, 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 whoa. in the most hilarious It's the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. <laughs> and hippest animated musical comedy ever. A little smoked <laughs> A goofy movie. <laughs> Morning, son. Dad. It's hard to be cool when your dad is goofy. You look just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. Hi, this is Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Open up your eyes, take a look at me If the picture fits in your memory I've been dreaming by the rhythm like the beat of a heart And I won't stop until I start to stand out Stand out Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Okay, people, listen up. The store is now issuing priority bracelets. Each bracelet has a random number on it. 
Your random number will determine your position in line, which is forming at the back of the building. Follow me. Random numbers? We've been here for 15 hours. Sorry, kid. 344. I don't believe this. What'd you get? 281. We're sunk. Deeply sunk. Deepest, darkest sunk. This is awful. Yeah, think how Greg and Jeff are gonna feel. Forget about Greg and Jeff. What about us? I mean, all I wanted to do was to get good seats for CNC Music Factory. What are you guys doing here? We're giving away front row seats to the people with the worst tickets. Oh, that's us. We're going to be in the nosebleed section. Are you still coming? Of course. We know every song of yours, every step. Uh, really? Well, let's see. Let me see your boombox. This is so cool. No one's going to believe us. We've got to take pictures. I, I got, got the film. I, I hate you. It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh. Thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff. And the sun is surely shining for you because we are getting hammered, as you hear me say, every single week. And now, yes, we are getting even more snow. So I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 63 for the week of February 13th, 2014. And I am ecstatic as we have Jenna Von Oy, yes, from Blossom, stopping in here very shortly here at the show, Goofy Movie, and more. So I'm just going to jump right into it and the hot off the D-wire, but before I do that, you know I'm going to give you all the different ways to stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always stay connected at Diz Radio by visiting our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, our complete archives, and more right there on our homepage. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, Skype, and more. More, just find us at Disney Blue, BLU, and Diz Radio. So, all VD heads, with that said, let's just jump right into news hot off the D wire here this week and let's head into a little bit of Disney Channel news and Debbie Ryan's new debut album. That's right, Debbie Ryan is one of many Disney Channel stars who are planning on transitioning from acting to music, and Debbie Ryan has officially announced that her debut album will be titled One. Now, this is going to be the first album from Debbie Ryan, who many of you know from Sweet Life on Deck, as well as the hit Disney Channel show right now, Jess. Now, the Disney Channel actress is known for these shows, and Ryan opened up about the process of making this album and how being an actress turned singer is not always an easy career path. As she has put it, this album doesn't exist because I wanted to make an album, she said. It probably exists in spite of myself. I've been telling other people's stories as an actor, and there's a comfort for me in that. But I started getting this insatiable need to tell stories from inside my own head and speak from my heart. And that is where the album of one is coming out. Now, a few months back, Debbie Ryan had released a Vine video, giving fans a quick look at what her album might sound like. Now, the six-second clip proved to be moving enough in the direction of a pop rock sound. Now, you can get ready for this if you are a Disney Channel fan or a tween or have children that love Debbie Ryan. You can get ready because her new debut album 
The one is getting released on June 24th. Now stepping aside from the Disney Channel in some ways, let's get into Star Wars. I have to say, now that Disney and Star Wars are connected, I love that I can talk about it. That is right. And now Star Wars Rebels Legos are coming as well as the newest action figures. You may have seen all over line and coming up is the 111th American International Toy Fair. And at this fair, there's a variety of different toys and it has been announced that there's going to be all new Lego sets that are going to be debuting on August 1st from Legos and Star Wars and you can get the Lego Star Wars Rebels ship the ghost as all new Lego sets there's also all new action figures with the Inquisitor and Kanan and I hope I'm saying that right and I hope I'm pronouncing that name right but they have brand new action figures that are going to be debuting as well as part of Disney's Rebels now Rebels has recently gotten an all new teaser trailer that you may have seen online 30 seconds promoting the spot of the new show I for one am very excited for this but now coming up on August 1st you can get all new Star Wars Lego sets from Star Wars Rebels as well as the all new action figures from the hit show as well now sticking with Disney Channel and let's move on to dog with a blog that's right Disney Channel is now launching an all-new short-form series dogs rule cats not so much starring Stan from dog with a blog fame that's right Disney Channel's new watch app and website are going to the dogs and Stan the canine star of the network's hit series dog with a blog is dipping his paws further into the social media realm with an all-new short-form series called dogs rule cats not so much now the 10 shorts each running about two minutes long are going to air exclusively on the watch Disney Channel app starting this Friday. Now, each segment features Stan, who's played by a mixed breed, four legged actor named Mick on the show, presenting cute videos of his fellow pooch's antics. Embarrassing segments called Cat Fail show why dogs are man's best friend and felines are not. Now, you can watch this on the Watch Disney app, which is fantastic, and users will be able to view all 10 shorts throughout the month of February on WatchDisneyChannel.com and the Watch Disney Channel app for smartphones and tablets. Now, moving right along here and talking about things online, I'm going to get back to Star Wars here, and how about Star Wars The Clone Wars final season to premiere on Netflix? That's right, the era of Disney's Star Wars universe is upon us, and the 3D animated TV series Star Wars Rebels is beginning with a Disney Channel movie this summer, serving as its starting point. Now, as exciting as this sounds, and as much as everybody's excited for it, like I am as well, there is brand new news for all of you Clone Wars fans. Now, if you felt gypped at the end of the Clone Wars or its short run, and the Clone Wars was a fantastic, award-winning show, well, now the final season is going to premiere on Netflix. That's right. Now you can get the final season of the Clone Wars, get that closure you need, and more from the Clone Wars. Now, this is going to be coming in the final episodes of Season 5, are being made to provide the series' longtime viewers some closure, among many other reasons. Now, Disney and Lucasfilm have said that the entire 13-episode, sixth season, is going to finish off the Clone Wars properly on Netflix. So if you don't have Netflix, this is now the time that you might want to do it. Now, since Valentine's Day is tomorrow, Minnie and Mickey plushes, sweets, and apparels are launched. That's right, just in time for that loved one, that one that you have that heart for, and how about Disney celebrating Valentine's Day with a collection of fashion accessories and confectionery based on Mickey and Minnie. With Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse plushes, chocolate-filled mugs, chocolate-covered pretzels, and even more so-sweet collection, as they're calling it. Now, the 
the firm is aiming to get the hearts of everybody fluttering this season. Now, the packaging features vintage artwork from all new Disney episodes of Disney's Emmy Award-winning Mickey Mouse cartoon shorts titled Third Wheel. Now, premiering on Disney Channel this Valentine's Day, the short finds Mickey and Minnie trying to have a romantic date, only to be continuously interrupted by Goofy. Now, the scenario undoubtedly is familiar to many of us out there. Now, the romantic range will feature t-shirts, accessories from Macy's, Children's Place, Target, and Disney's store. Now, meanwhile, Hallmark hopes to set the mood right with Mickey and Minnie Valentine's Day cards, plushes, including the Happy Hearts Mickey and Minnie Mouse. So if you were just trying to figure out what to get that loved one tomorrow for Valentine's Day, now it's all set for you. As I'm going through news here, there's a lot of different things, and how about getting back to Disney Channel? I know there's a couple of Disney Channel things here this week, all of you D-heads, but goodbye, Charlie. Now, I, for one thing, Good Luck Charlie was a fantastic show. I personally enjoyed watching it with my family. It was a great throwback show to the 80s. Great family sitcom. Simple hijinks, humor, fun. Everybody could relate to a character or two. And this weekend, everybody is saying goodbye to Charlie. That's right. Good Luck Charlie has been a family favorite since it first debuted four years ago on the Disney Channel. And everybody fell in love with the Duncan family. You may remember when I had Eric Allen Kramer here, Bob Duncan, on the show in our archives and good luck charlie was created around the premise of the older daughter daddy who's played by bridget mendler making a video diary to help her baby sister learn the ins and outs of their crazy family now each episode always ends with teddy recapping the lesson of the day with a video installment now goodbye charlie which is debuting this weekend is going to be a one hour special that's going to send the Duncan family off as Teddy is getting ready to leave for college. And there is some other things that are in the way. Maybe some closure, some special guests, and more. So I will have to say, I am sad to see Good Luck Charlie go. It was a fantastic Disney show. Now, many of you who are up in arms, fear not. There are some still good Disney shows that are coming our way for new ones debuting this fall. So, goodbye, Charlie. You will be missed. Now, pushing right along in news, let's get to some Blu-rays and Saving Mr. Banks. That's right. Everybody loves Saving Mr. Banks. It was a hit, a tearjerker, and more about Walt Disney securing those rights to Mary Poppins from P.L. Travers. Now, the untold true story of Saving Mr. Banks is arriving on Blu-ray and digital copy, DVD, digital HD, and on-demand March 18th. That's right. The release is going to include deleted scenes, never-before-seen bonus features, including director John Lee Hancock's tour of the Walt Disney Studios today and reflects on the studio life during the creation of Mary Poppins. Now, there's a variety of different things that are going to be on here, including some fantastic bonus materials. They're going to have Let's Go Fly a Kite, where the cast and crew sing, break out in a rousing, heartfelt tribute to composer Richard Sherman on the last day of filming. There's also many deleted scenes and also Stargaze, a picture of Walt's desk that leads to the flashbacks of Pamela's childhood. There's the Nanny Song, where the Sherman brothers perform a song for Pamela that she is less than thrilled about. Also, Pam leaving. After a yet another disagreement with Walt, Pamela leaves his office and heads for the airport. There's a variety of different digital HD bonus features as well, including great things, the trailer, all these that I've already told you about, the making of the film, the Walt Disney Studios from Mary Poppins to the present, and more. So now you can get ready. Coming on Blu-ray, March 18th, Saving Mr. Banks is one that you're going to want to add to your collection. Now, pushing forward into the Walt Disney Company news, how about the Walt Disney Company teaming up with Techstars to launch the Disney 
Accelerator. That's right, 10 media and entertainment startups will soon be able to avail Disney Accelerator, a new startup accelerator the Walt Disney Company is launching in partnership with Techstars. Now, Disney Accelerator will be based in Los Angeles, and the 10 participating startups will receive awards up to $120,000, $20,000, and more paid upon acceptance with the option to tap over $100,000 in convertible debt, according to Fast Company. Now, what's more about this is the Accelerator will provide more to these startups to help the Walt Disney Company and the entertainment industry. As they have put it, Disney Accelerator combines the magic of the Walt Disney Company with the mentorship-driven Accelerator model of Techstars to offer unique advantage for technology startups in media and entertainment space. Now, there's a variety of different things that they're going to have, including Cody Sims, who held the leadership roles at StumbleUpon and Yahoo, and he's going to serve as managing director of Disney Accelerator. Now, remember, the program begins on June 30th, and they now are accepting applications from early-stage companies right now. Now, the application deadline is April 16th, so definitely get it in. Now, moving to the Disney parks, how about fireworks and fires? Yes, you can't have fireworks without fires, and no one was injured this last Thursday in a fire at the Magic Kingdom. Now, officials told Orlando Television that sparks fell on the artificial foliage on the roof of Voyage of the Little Mermaid ride and it caught fire. The ride is in the section of the new Fantasyland. Now, firefighters were on hand to put the fire out. Nobody was injured. It was nothing that was huge. It didn't shut down the fireworks. It didn't cause any kind of panic. Nobody was uh, too worried about it, but it was a small fire there in the Magic Kingdom. It's good to know that, uh, you know, even when things go awry, Disney is there to make sure that they are put out. Now let's head back to New York and Broadway. Now I did mention that the Toy Fair is going on here this week, coming week in New York, but how about Aladdin, Disney's latest opening on Broadway February 26th. That's right, Adam Jacobs is an actor with a wide smile and a lot on his plate. He is about to star in the title role of Disney's new blockbuster Aladdin on Broadway. Now this is a great adaption that everybody has been excited for. You know, Disney has been very good about adapting many of their movies into Broadway plays like The Lion King and whatnot, and now now, Aladdin is opening February 26. As they mentioned, it is a grueling process. We are getting ready to make sure everything is perfect, and Jacobs has paid his dues before playing Aladdin from the New York University, including singing on cruise ships and being a Broadway replacement for Simba in The Lion King, as well as many other parts. As he mentioned, he is excited to be this to interact with the genie and more. Now, the Aladdin on Broadway opening February 26 is based on the 1992 Robin Williams voiced animated version with songs by Alan Menken and directed by a Tony Award winner, Casey Nicola. Now, this has a lot of great things, uh, you know, behind it. I mean, I personally am excited for this. So, you know, if you have a chance, go to New York, check it out check out Aladdin on Broadway. Now, since we are talking about Disney movies and uh, all the different things with Disney, let's talk about Frozen. And everybody loves Frozen, and it goes beyond just uh, the United States. It goes worldwide. That's right. How about Let It Go from Disney's Frozen, stirring up the Korean music scene? Yes, two Disney princesses are leading the local music scene and setting up new box office records in South Korea. Since premiering on January 16th, the Walt Disney Animation Studios film Frozen has been making local 
box office history in the film, becoming the most viewed animated film in South Korea by attracting over 8 million local viewers, according to Korean Film Council this last Tuesday. Now, loosely based on Hans Christian Andersen's The Snow Queen, Frozen tells the story of Anna, a brave, determined princess who embarks on a journey to find her estranged sister, Elsa, whose icy powers have trapped the nation in perpetual winter. Now, Let It Go is the title track of the movie's original motion picture soundtrack, and it's topped all the major music charts in South Korea, a rare and remarkable feat for a foreign movie in this demographic. So let's just say the power of Frozen is going stronger, and Let It Go has now stirring up the Korean music scene. So moving away from Frozen and movies, how about getting to some books. And how about Disney 23? Yes, D23's Spring 2014 is going to visit Disney's World's Fair. Yes, being delivered soon to gold members, the Spring 2014 issue of Disney 23 pays homage to the 1964 and 65 World's Fair in New York, a time of optimism, growth, and progress. And the fair, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year, marked the creation of the landmark in Disney technology, including a variety of different things from audio animatronics, great moments with Mr. Link, Carousel of Progress, as well as Small World, and everybody's favorite anthem, There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Now, D23 Spring Issue also includes a look ahead at some of the greatest entertainment things coming to Disney this year. So there's a variety of different things. If you aren't a gold member, definitely check it out. They're going to have a variety of different things right there. If you want to sign up, check out D23. Com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, we have the crew waiting in the wing and many other things. I'm going to give you one more tidbit here at the show before I uh, take a break and get a drink and relax here at the show. And as we get ready for Jonathan Oi from Blossom and a Goofy Movie stopping in here shortly. And how about Disney's Animal Kingdom, Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade end this June. That's right, Mickey's Jam and Jungle Parade will come to an end at Disney's Animal Kingdom this summer. A Disney World spokesman has officially said this last Thursday it's going to end sometime in June. Now, work on an expansion of the Animal Kingdom, which will include the new Pandora from Avatar, will soon impede on the parade path for viewers in that area. Now, the Daily Afternoon Parade has run from the theme park since 2001. It features characters in safari gear, large animal-inspired puppets, floats, and dancers. Now, the company has previously announced new entertainment for Animal Kingdom, including a nighttime water show. Now, a holiday version of the parade was called Mickey's Jingle Jungle Parade as well. Now, everybody is sad to see this go. It was fun, upbeat. I really enjoyed the soundtrack for the parade, but it will be the second Disney World parade to close this year. The Celebrate a Dream Come True parade ended at the Magic Kingdom last month and is being replaced by the Festival of Fantasy next month. And let's not forget that the Pixar Pals Countdown to Fun parade closed at Hollywood Studios last April. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to take a break here. I'm going to get a drink as we gear up for our very special guest from a goofy movie, Pepper Ann, Blossom, Jonathan Oi stopping in here very shortly. So I'm going to release the reins to Aaron as he's going to dip his hand in that virtual mailbag and answer all your questions. But before I let you go, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Pixie Vacations. And the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and vacation by Disney and make it the most memorable and special that you can have. So definitely check them out at PixieVacations.com. So with that, all VD ads, I'm going to take a drink and uh, let you go and release the reins to the D-team. I will be right back. Now gather around, my possum pals. Join the jamboree. Come hoot and howl and holler from the heart. And every chicken, pig, and goat will help by helping out a yodel here at Lester's Possum Park. <laughs> 
awesome part. Skate that tight, Beulah. Visit Beulah's Farm Fiddles, spin our alarms, taste our vittles, Lulu's Lizard Gizzard Pie's a work of art. Then do a nosey do and dance like there's a possum in your pants down at Lester's Possum Park. Hanging from a tree uh-huh. We're mighty glad to see you And the parking's always free Here at Lester's My name is Ben Van Musicum. I'm currently the uh, field art director for the Fantasyland expansion, the Seven Dwarf Mine Train Coaster Project. The ride cars were designed to give the guest a total immersive experience in the movie so that they could relive what the dwarfs did in the movie itself. Uh, we've actually combed the movie uh, and looked at the ride cars continually to kind of come up with the most uh, detailed drawing that we can get with all the little uh, the bolt heads, the lanterns, the way the wood is carved, the way the grain is shaped. We bring these vehicles to life by applying layers and layers of thin paint. You know, nature didn't age itself in a day. It took years and years with coats and coats. Sometimes we have to work forward and backwards, you know, make it look new and then make it look old. And this way, we kind of know where the, the hit spots on the car are where it banged into and, and how they must dump something over into it. That process can take, in terms of stages of paint, it can take several layers of paint and several days to complete, you know, sometimes up to a week. The authenticity in a ride cart is absolutely crucial in storytelling in order to immerse the guests into the story and actually have them believe that they are in the mine train with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It has to be right down to the detail. As a as scenic artist, that's what we do day to day, everything. You know, we, we get the storyline on this one. It was to give that feeling like the Seven Dwarfs were in there just, you know, working every day. And each vehicle is unique. Is It looks like, oh, well, this was maybe 20 years old vehicle. This one might have been 40 years in the mine. So you've got a lot of variation there. So you may have a very dark one that's maybe the lead car and it got the most soot and the dust and everything that's on it. And then you might have one that's been in a little less time. It's wood from a different era. It's metal from a different era. It's been mined or cut from a different type of, of tree or different forest at a different time. So if you don't have a little bit of individuality in board to board and ride car to ride car, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose the authenticity again of what it really means to tell a story. I absolutely, I cannot wait to actually ride it. I'm excited to ride it for the first time. It's going to be cool. And I, I really, I can't wait to get on there with the kids. It'll be fun to see their reaction when they get off and they've actually taken the journey themselves. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand, a new kind of Disney show, only on DizRadio.com. DIZRadio.com You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. 
Hey D-Heads, this is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm ready for winter to be over. Spring can't get here fast enough. Also, I'd like to send out a fond farewell to Push. Thanks for the memories. You guys have been busy sending in questions. The virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what we have for this week. Our first question comes from Missy, and she writes, Aaron, I love Disney CDs and classic records. Can you tell me how many LP releases are there of Bedknobs and Broomsticks? I love, love that film, and it doesn't get the love it deserves. Well, you're absolutely right that this movie doesn't get the love it deserves. Bedknobs and Broomsticks was released on December 13, 1971. It is based upon the books The Magic Bedknob, or How to Become a Witch in Ten Easy Lessons, from 1943, and Bonfires and Broomsticks, 1945, by... English children's author Mary Norton. The film, which combines live-action and animation, stars Angela Lansbury and David Tomlinson. It's the story of Charlie, Carrie, and Paul, who move to a small village during World War II. They discover their host, Miss Price, is an apprentice witch. Although her early attempts at magic creates hilarious results, she successfully casts a traveling spell on an ordinary bed knob, and they fly to the fantastic animated isle of Nabumbu to find a powerful spell that will save England. The soundtrack was released in 1971 in LP by Buena Vista. The music is by the Sherman Brothers and Urban Costal. Although the film is in mono sound recording, the songs for the film were recorded in stereo. It was also released on CD in 2002 with several reconstructed songs. Both are available on Amazon and eBay. Our next question is from Mary Wentworth of North Carolina, and she writes, In Disney's Monkey Go Home, where was the film filmed? Also, was the French guy in the film the same guy as in In Search of the Castaways? And Aaron, is the film available on DVD still? Well, Monkey's Go Home was a 1967 Disney film, and the first film produced by Walt Disney Productions after Walt's death. Dean Jones plays Hank Dussard, the new owner of an olive grove, who brings in chimp labor, upsetting the, the workers. Hank eventually gains the town's confidence with the kind aid of Father Sullivan and his neighbor Maria. The film was shot at Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, California. I apologize in advance for butchering these names. The character of Father Sullivan was played by Maurice Chevalier. He was also in In the Search of the Castaways as Jacques Paganel. And yes, the movie is available. I found it on Amazon and Walmart. Well, our final question this week comes from Marty in Utah, and he writes, Diz Radio's Aaron, at Walt Disney World, I love and miss Alien Encounter and the old Tomorrowland. But anyways, much of the background music in the area I hear all the time on the show while Jonathan is doing, doing news. What is it from? Can I buy it? Thank you so much, your friend and loyal listener. Well, a lot of us love and miss Alien Encounter, I consulted Jonathan on this, and the most popular song most people know is Bubble Shuffle by Larry Carlton on the CD On Solid Ground. He didn't do all the songs, but did do a lot of them. The CD is available on Amazon and eBay. I just love Disney's background loops. Hearing the music really takes you back to our favorite place. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great question. Keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron. E-R-I-N at DizRadio.com 
Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Traguna, Macoides, Tricorum, Satis, D. Substitutionary locomotion, mystic power that's far beyond the wildest notion. It's so weird, so weird, yet wonderful to see. Substitutionary locomotion, come to me. Traguna, Macoides, Tricorum, Satis, D. Traguna, Macoides, Tricorum, Satis, D. I don't want locomotionary substitution or remote in transitory convolution. Only one precise solution is the key. Substitutionary locomotion, it must be Traguna, Macoides, and Tricorum, Satis, D. Lovely substitutionary locomotion. You made substitutionary history with Traguna, McCoydes, and a little help from me. With Traguna, McCoydes, and Florence, Hey, everybody. This is Lee Ehrenberg, Grumpy from ABC's Once Upon a Time. You're listening to Disney On Demand. Student body president, I just want to say, like, yay to all of us for a really neat year. Yo, Stacy! Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! And also that I hope you can all attend my totally amazing end-of-school party next Saturday to watch the Caroline concert live on... I can't it's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, LVD heads, so I'm back once again, and thank you, Aaron, for stopping in and answering all those questions with I Want to Know. Thank you for stopping in, and remember, you can always email Aaron all of your questions at Aaron at DizRadio.com and connect up with him right there on our website at DizRadio.com as well. So all of you D-Heads, we have a lot of different things going on here this week. We still have more of the D-Team and we have our special guest, Jenna Von Oy, stopping in here very shortly. So let's just jump right back into news hot off the D-Wire and how about an all-new book on how to save money on your next Disney World trip. That's right, this last Wednesday, February 12th at 7.30pm over 102 Walt Disney World radio fans, yes, WDW radio fans, came together online to listen to host Lou Mangiello as he announced his newest book, 102 Ways to Save Money For and At Walt Disney World. It is now available in an ebook format. Now, the book covers money saving tips from Lou Mangiello on where to go, how to go, and how to get park tickets, Disney vacation packages, dining, and more. Now, each is designed to help you make the most of your Walt Disney World vacation and make it the most affordable, especially if you are a person you know, with a family that really comes in helpful. Now, the tips included can be applied to families, couples, and even those traveling solo. Now, links are also provided to also allow the reader instant accessibility and additional information to put these tips to use. Being an ebook, it definitely makes it happen. Now, there's also a great thing 
thing as an added bonus. The book also includes tips on 40 free things you can enjoy at the resort. Now, with an ebook format, Disney fans can take these tips on the go, reading them even while you're traveling to the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, the PDF document can be read on any mobile device or computer and will be available on Amazon.com and the iBook Store. Now, no dates have been announced for a hardcover or paperback release, and purchases can be made by visiting Disney102.com. Now, you can download a copy directly from there. Definitely check it out. Lou has never let us down so far. Now, Let's talk about the Festival of Fantasy. I was talking about parades and many other things and parades closing at the Animal Kingdom. And how about the Festival of Fantasy? Now, I did talk about the Festival of Fantasy last week here at the show, but this March, Walt Disney World Resort guests will get to feast their eyes on some of the most extravagant and elaborate costume designs in Disney Parks history with the Festival of Fantasy Parade. Now, many people had a sneak peek at this this last week. Now, costume designer Rada is no stranger to Disney Parks, as many of her body of work includes design projects for Disneyland Resort Tokyo, as well as Hong Kong and many others. As she has put it, this was a personal first, and it turned out to be a very different experience from other projects. Everything here at the Magic Kingdom is done on considerably bigger, larger scale, and the resources are aplenty. I took every opportunity to avail myself with all these specialties, from the swing thugs aboard Tangled, the massive float, the Maleficent dragon, and more. Many people had a chance to check out a preview of the Festival of Fantasy costumes. With an innovative 3D printing technology brought to life, now there are great intricate concepts that are going to be brought to life in the most extravagant, the most glorious, the most highly detailed Disney parade that has ever debuted. So, there's a lot of different things on the horizon here, so let's move forward and stay with the parks. And how about the walls coming down at the Seven Dwarves Mine Train? That's right, the newest look at the Seven Dwarves Mine Train has been revealed. Many of the walls are coming down, and Disney continues to get this prepped and ready for official release early this spring and summer. Everybody is excited for this in the new Fantasyland, and we've heard from Imagineers and many others of how great this is going to turn out. Everybody is excited for this, and, you know, I, for one, think it is going to be fantastic. I, I mean, I want to ride it. You, you know, it's it's the Seven Dwarfs. I mean, come on. Everybody was sad to see Snow White's Scary Adventures close, but come on, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, it's looking fantastic. And now if you've been at the Magic Kingdom in the last, uh, you know, couple of weeks, you will notice that many of the walls are coming down. And finally in news, there is an all-new activity sheets for Minirella. That's right, in honor of Valentine's Day, everybody can pick up Mickey Mouse Clubhouse Minirella on DVD. Now, everybody loves Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, especially if you have a youngster, uh, you know, a toddler. Everybody uh, loves, you know, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And Minirella is out in time for Valentine's Day, where you can watch Mickey and Minnie fall in love. And with that, you can also go to their official website and download all new activity sheets, where you can color, make hearts, give out valentines, and more. So, all of you D-heads, I'm keeping the second back end here of news pretty light. We have a lighter show here this week, but it is fun nonetheless. So, with that said, I am going to release the reins to our D-team, Lexi, as she is waiting in the wings, as uh, she's going to give us more with the Hollywood Walk. Now, fear not, Lexi has been going through some technical difficulties being our D-team member from Down Under, so sometimes her mic is uh, getting a little crackly here. But fear not, we are addressing that situation, all of you D-heads, but it is fun, and she has great information nonetheless. So we're going to release the reins to Lexi, our DT member from Down Under. And the next time you hear me, I'm going to make the sun surely shine. I'm going to have after today, I'm going to stand out. And I don't know how many other puns I can make from a Disney movie or a TV show. But we're going to have none other than Jenna Von Oy stopping in here very shortly. 
Be right back, all of you D-heads. Since I can remember But they're not gonna laugh anymore No more Maxi the Geek No more Goof of the Week Like before No more Algebra Test till September No more looking at losers like him No more having to cheat No more Mystery Me No more Jim No more Jim No more Jim No more Jim Gonna move to the mall Gonna live in the pool Gonna talk to Roxanne and I feel like a fool Cause after today I'm gonna be cruising After today she'll be mine After today my brains will be snoozing If I don't faint I'll be fine I've got 40 more minutes of home economics Been down with the textbooks And up with the comics Just think of all the time I've been losing Finding the right thing to say right through me and who could blame her I need a new me plus some positive proof that I'm not just a goof and after today Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. The point is, before you did something illegal, you should have sat down and talked with your mother about your problem. She's a reasonable, intelligent person, and I'm sure she would have listened to what you have to say. Six? Dorothy Lemure, what do you have to say for yourself? You have a lot of explaining to do. Don't even open your mouth. What possessed you? Just be quiet. This is a nightmare. Are you okay? Of course you're okay. All right. You have 30 seconds to explain what happened and it better be good. Mom, the truth is I don't have any explanations. Some of the older girls at school were talking about how cool the Nikki Kiyoshi jeans were and how geeky the jeans I had on were. So I took the money you gave me for jeans and I went to the store and I couldn't even afford a Nikki Kiyoshi pocket patch. So you went to the next logical step and started stealing home appliances, honestly. Six. Stealing? I never thought you and I would be in a conversation about stealing. I didn't think you were the kind of person who could do something as terrible as this. Mom, I'm not that kind of person. It's like when you go to school and everybody's wearing the kind of clothes that you want and I don't have that kind of money and you don't have that kind of money and now with dad gone, I mean, I'm not trying to blend this on divorce, but we just don't have that kind of money. I can't believe that you think that money is the kind of thing that will make you popular when you know what really counts is what kind of a person you are inside and that doesn't cover labels or what kind of shoes or any of that materialistic kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I've heard what you're saying in theory, Mom, but in reality, it's just not like that. I can't just be this really good person who's dressed up in a bag and nobody cares about that and they'll send me for my inside. And I'm going to let you know that you're in very big trouble, you guys. You know that. Get up, march yourself out the door, over to the house, and up to wherever you are. I'll say nothing about this unappropriate
Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. in for a real treat. We have such a lovely special guest with us. Jenna Boyd Oi is a talented American actress and a voice actor who has done a lot of work for Disney over the years. She has lent her talents to movies and TV shows like the 1995 Disney movie, A Goofy Movie. She was the voice of Stacy. <laughs> It was back in 1991 when the world really first met Jenna. She played a major role in TV's family fun and hugely popular show, Blossom. In case you are not quite sure, this is a comedy series about Blossom, who was an astute and witty young girl with glasses and braces. You know, the typical thing, and she was coming of age in Los Angeles. I'm sure that there were a number of funny and heartwarming moments along the way. <laughs> now, Blossom was played by Mayim, who you might recognize as Sheldon Cooper's girlfriend in The Big Bang Theory. And Jenna, this week's special guest, played Blossom's best friend, Six. Funnily enough, the character got her name because she happened to be the sixth child in her family. <laughs> Talk about a sense of humor. However, before this, Jenna had some really great acting experience under her belt, including performing in stage productions and commercials around her regional area. And she also had guest appearances in 1980s shows like Kate and Ally and Tales from the Dark Side. And she's even acted with none other than Tom Cruise in the film Born on the Fourth of July. How awesome! She was even in a Bill Cosby commercial for Jell-O Pudding at the young age of six. Wow! And since then, Jenna has focused on building her family, education, and other personal interests. But we'll get to them later. <laughs> this week's special guest attended film school at the University of Southern California. And at around the same time, Jenna also lent her talents to guest spots in shows like Cold Case, Chicago Hope, and Seventh Heaven. Then in 1999, this week's special guest starred as Stevie Von Love on the Moesha spin-off The Parkers for five seasons. And she was also in the family film Dr. Doolittle 3. Now get this. Back to the Parkers, in 2004, the show was the number one television show in African-American households. Now that is pretty impressive. Jenna has also lent her voice to other animated characters, including an episode of Family Guy, <laughs> one of the funniest and most cheeky shows around. And in case this week's special guest was not busy enough already, she has released a couple of country music albums, one called Breathing Room and another called Coffee and Men 
an EP for childish adults. <laughs> I definitely need to get my hands on those CDs. Jenna is also well known in the world of short films, as she appeared in a short film called The 30 Day Challenge. And this film actually played at several film festivals and even won awards at both the LA Comedy Festival and the Nashville Film Festival. Congratulations, that's pretty awesome. Now, for us D-heads, Jenna's Disney work is mostly voice work. She has lent her talents to a number of quirky Disney characters. These include characters in shows and films like The Goofy Movie and Peppa Ann as the title character's nemesis, Trinket Malloy. Now, in her personal life, Jenna is a mother of one and somehow finds enough time to be an avid celebrity blogger. Get this, she is also a fluent French speaker. Also, Jenna is interested in a range of fun and life-loving hobbies like painting, traveling, cooking, and photography. She has even written a book for young adults called The Betweeners, which I hear can be described as something of a Harry Potter meets the Goonies. <laughs> that sounds like fun. So with all these achievements and a young family, it is safe to say that this week's special guest is one of the busiest and most versatile members of the Disney family. Thank you, Jenna. Disney would not be the same without you. He's a son going off to college. Going already? See ya! Goodbye, my little college man. And going for the extreme adventure. Let's, Let's do, do it! it. <laughs> Until... Maxie! Ah! I'm just a yearning for some learning. Now, only on video. Ah! One goofy dad is about to learn how to groove. presents a movie that proves no matter how old you are you never stop learning that family comes first even if your dad is goofy dad you're scaring people an extremely goofy movie now on video Hi, this is Dina Waters from the Haunted Mansion, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Action!
It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all those magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, we've asked you who you want to hear from, and you always give us those answers. And with us here this week is somebody that many of you Disney fans may know from shows like Blossom, movies like uh, Goofy Movie, as well as Born on the Fourth of July, and a lot of great things. She's a musical artist, a blogger, an actress, a voice over artist we have none other than jenna vanoi with us it is our pleasure having you on i mean you have such an impressive resume especially for all of our fans in the disney community i guess uh i always ask uh, the starting question what led you down this path of uh you know acting and voice roles and whatnot you know i was a youngin when i made the decision to be an actress um i assume you know how one joked with me that uh, when I was two, I was deciding I was going to be an actress, and, and he was spending his time learning to go pee-pee on the potty. Um, <laughs> and that's essentially what it comes down to, is I was very, very young when I made this decision and, and knew what my path in life was going to be. And I, um, I begged my parents uh, for several years before I think they actually realized that it wasn't just a passing phase, but I saw... When I was about two, two and a half, I saw a commercial for Joyash Jeans and the little girls in it were doing ballet, and I took dance lessons at the time, and so I think it really um, impressed upon me this notion that maybe it wasn't robots in the TV or whatever it is that little kids think about television. I suddenly realized that this was something that I could do, and, and I, I really connected with with the idea of it and, and told my parents, hey, I, I want to be an actress. I want to be on the TV. And I'm sure they probably laughed and thought, well, this week an actress, next week a fireman, following week a doctor, you know. Six-year-old <laughs> uh, really has a concept of what they want to do with their life. But I, I really kept asking them, begging them. And, and at some point, I, I think they, they realized it wasn't a passing phase, and they believed me. And, and thankfully, I had parents who were incredibly supportive. And while they both came from very small towns and didn't quite know how to help me pursue the acting career that I was asking for, they... They did a lot of research and talked to a lot of people, and they made sure that they found the way. And I, I think did all of that for me than I am with the fact that I actually managed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and like you said, you know, doing it at such a young age and it wasn't passing and it has been truly, you know, plentiful for you. I mean, you were part of such great classics. I, I like to say the uh, 80s television classics like Monsters and Kate and Allie and, you know, all those great shows, um, you know. But, you know, I guess looking back at some of those shows that you were part of in the, uh, you know, 80s and 90s and, of course, Blossom. I'm sure you get asked about that many, many times. And it is just a, a, a cult following, I guess, show. I mean, so people just love the show. I guess, did you think that that show was going to be as big as it was at that time? I don't think any of us really had uh, a concept of, of where the show might go. I mean, I was so young at the time, though, too. I was only 12. And uh, so I think I really just didn't comprehend what possibilities were. I, I just to me, it was something I loved doing, and, and I was very passionate about it, and I could make people laugh, which I've always enjoyed, and and um, at the end of the day, it was really more about that to me than and, and the immediate audience reaction than it was about the sort of global audience reaction, and, and that kind of came later, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's so neat to have been a part of projects that I think have made sort of an indelible mark on, on everybody's mental past, if, if nothing else, you know, it, it being, in, being in an episode of Tales from the Dark Side, and, and you mentioned monsters, and, 
and uh, Kate and Allie, and you know some of some of these shows were are, are just a, a part of what I remember in growing up and what I watched on TV. Not that I was allowed to watch Tales from the Dark Side because I wasn't. But, <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky that my parents even let me watch the episode I was in. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's really neat to, to be a part of something that people remember and, and blossom, of course, more than anything else, I, I think, falls into that category. I, it, it's really cool to have women who are now moms, just like I am, come up to me and say, oh my gosh, I grew up with you, and and, uh, and you're the reason I wore floppy hats, and, and I don't know if they're cursing me for that or if they're excited about that, because <laughs> that's a whole other story. Um, yeah, it's just it's neat to have, have grown up with everyone. I mean, I I grew up on the show too, so so we all went through our awkward moments simultaneously, and I think that it, we all sort of have an appreciation for where we all are now because because of to be a part of that show. Well, definitely. And like you said, it is that, uh, it's that thing where, you know, people grew up and they grew up alongside the show. I mean, I myself, you know, I'm parallel in age with you. So, you know, we could always relate. And I guess looking back at that show and uh, aside from the on-air things, you know, growing up on the set and uh, hanging out with everyone, I guess being such a young age, was there always uh, any off-air hijinks or fun or things like that always happening? Yeah, you know, I think we make it as fun as we possibly could. It's, it's a little bit of an odd circumstance because Joey and Mayim and I, who are obviously closest in age on the show and, and, and the youngest of everyone, we were all in school at the same time. And so we also had to be tutored on the set and, and uh, obviously fit our schooling in while holding down this sort of adult job of, of, um, uh, of making a show every week. And so I don't know that there was quite as much time for fun and, and hijinks to ensue uh, as, as there might be now as adults, but but we definitely tried to make it as fun as we possibly could. And, you know, there were, there were really neat things like mine and I took what we sort of looked at at gym class, and I put that in very loose parentheses, um, together and, and tap danced during our lunch break with a, with a tap feature so that we could get our PE in, you know. Um, and we had jokes and fun, you know, fun inside jokes and, and things of that nature, as I hope that, that most casts do. But, yeah, I think, you know, as the fact that we were kids and we also had to pick the schooling in and all of that, it kind of took up so much of the time between work and school. There wasn't as much time for, I think, being being silly as, as there there might be now as, as an adult on a show. Well, you know, and I guess, uh, you know, like you said, growing up, I guess school is important, you know, being a father myself, so I understand how that goes. Now, I guess, uh, you know, stepping aside from being on, I guess, your face being on TV, and how about doing voice acting? And voice acting, you know, you have a lot of great roles that everybody knows. You know, Stacy from a Goofy movie, of course, which uh, are always a fantastic classic for Disney, as well as great shows like Pepper Ann. I guess when it comes to voice acting, I guess, what are some of your favorite roles that you've done so far? And also, for a Goofy movie, um, my one question for that is, um, it has now become this uh, oddball classic that people uh, just relate to and love. And uh, I, I don't know why people just love it. Um, you know, how is it being part of something like this? It's going to go down for generations and generations. I mean, I show it to my kids even. Yeah, who knew? I mean, you know, when I, when I did that movie, I was just excited to work with Bill Farmer, who does the voice of Goofy. I mean, I just had the utmost respect for him. It's the neatest thing to work with him and Jason Arnton, who played his son in it, is a very dear friend of mine, still is. Uh, in fact, we live not too far from each other now and, and get to see each other quite often and, and let our kids play together and all that good stuff. So 
I, that was to me that was the most exciting part about it then, and and I I just didn't I didn't really realize that it would end up being quite the classic that it's become. It's just I've always been a huge huge Disney fan. I'm running to the extent that I've celebrated many a birthday at Disneyland with my siblings, <laughs> getting on getting on rides, and you know I mean I, I'm I am such a Disney fan and always have been. So to be a part of something like that 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 really is sort of now meshed in the foundation of Disney, the Disney classic is is pretty cool. Um, and then and then doing Pepper Ant, you know, animation has always been a, a really big deal to me and a, and a cool thing to be a part of. I would say that the Goofy movie was really kind of the first of of the animation that that I was a part of, and it, it, it segued into Pepper Ant, and, and I did Family Guy, and 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 uh, I've done quite a bit of um, quite a bit of animation since then, but. But I think the coolest part to me is you can show up in your pajamas if you want. Not, not that I've ever done this, but, <laughs> but if I wanted to show up in my pajamas, I actually could. And, you know, it's, being on camera has its merits, and I, I love being on camera, but, but it's kind of also neat to have this other side career where you, you show up in no makeup and, and Einstein hair and, and pajamas and, and do something you love to do and make silly voices and, and you paid for it. Like, it's a, how can that be bad? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, being, being, being a part of the Disney history is, is really the coolest thing. Blossom was actually uh, a Disney show. And, and so uh, I feel like I've been a part of the Disney family for many, many years, but that, that just sort of secured my place in the Disney family, I think, being a part of the Disney movie. Well, definitely, you know, and and your character, it was so, uh, I guess, parallel to, you know, your character on Blossom and many other, you know, the fast-talking, fun-witted, you know, you just have that personality that I guess many people have come to know. Now, I guess uh, off-screen and off-voice, is that still kind of mirroring of, uh, uh, you know, true to who you are as well? Um, I'll speak quickly. I'm an East Coast girl and I drink a lot of coffee, so... I'm, I'm a, a fast talker. <laughs> um, so that part of it mirrors my, my real life. I imitate art and vice versa in that capacity. But I, you know, I, I obviously known fast talking. That's, that's something that was really, um, impressionable for people. And I, I think people remember that as a character trait that I had on Blossom. And so again, it was neat to transfer it over into an animated character in the Goofy movie because that, that just, isn't something that everyone gets to see them, themselves speaking quickly as a, as a cartoon character. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was neat that. But, um, I don't know. I think while I talk fast by nature, that isn't, those aren't really the roles that I play at this point. I, obviously, many, many years have passed. <laughs> as much as I hate to admit how many years have passed since Blossom and since the Goofy movie. Uh, my character of six, was in, to some extent, I think, a fast talker because she was going through puberty, you know? I mean, she was learning about clothes and boys and school and friends and, and, uh, and all of these, these crazy things that we, that we deal with during our teenage years. And, um, and I think part of the learning curve for her was learning to sort of slow down and, and appreciate the things around her. I've learned to do that, so I'd like to think I've slowed down a little bit <laughs> in my <laughs> But I am still an excitable person, and I, again, still do drink quite a bit of coffee, so I will say that the uh, 
that that part of my character has lived on in some ways. <laughs> well, you know, I guess uh, uh, moving forward, you know, from television and films and everything, uh, you know, you also are, are a singer as well. Um, you know, uh, you know, so uh, I guess how did that come about when you realized, you know, all right. I can sing, I can belt out the notes. Is that something that you've been doing since you were young or a passion that you've always loved and wanted to pursue more? I guess, uh, what sparked that? It's both of those things. I've actually, I sang long before anything else, I would say. Um, Singing was something that was just in me at a very, very young age. I mean, my mom says that I was singing all of my nursery rhymes word for word on key by the time I was three. And, and in all honesty, my daughter's doing the same thing, so I finally believe it. <laughs> I finally knew that I did that. Um, it, it's, singing has always been a passion. It's always been in my heart. And in, in fact, at a, at a really young age, the first thing that I had an inclination to do was, was Broadway and musicals because I thought, well, gosh, that gives me an opportunity to sing and dance and act. And it's all three of these things that I adore. And I can do them all at the same time. I mean, who wouldn't love that? Um, eventually, it sort of segued and transitioned more into the acting field because that's, you know, going on auditions and, and the roles that I was getting sort of just, just led into that for me. In all honesty, having just spoken about the animation, I, I think that's actually why I'm as uh, good at animation as I am and, and doing voices is, I have an ear for music, and sort of inevitably I also have an ear for for voices. It it all sort of comes together. But, um, yeah, music music has always been a passion. I've always wanted to do an album. That was something I wanted from a very young age, and I I think it wasn't until I was about 30 that I decided I was actually ready for it and that I I had the songs I wanted to write because I'm also a songwriter, and that's important to me that I'm singing my own words that I actually mean what I'm saying um, and that people understand that that it's real and raw and that I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable and and, uh, that it's not just a character I'm playing. And and so I I think I wanted to wait until I had those songs in my repertoire that I'd written them and, and was ready to do that before I actually put it all into an album. Very cool. Now, you did mention that, you know, you, uh, you know, your daughter is walking around singing. So that's going to lead me to, you know, being a mother and everything else. You know, you also are a blogger as well. So you're always, uh, I guess, writing from a parent's point of view. And, you know, me, myself being a parent as well, I mean, I'm sure I can relate. But uh, for all your fans out there who aren't aware, tell us more about that. Yeah, I, just, I think when I, well, first of all, it, it all sort of came out because when, when I got pregnant with my daughter, Gray, uh, People Magazine approached me and said, hey, we have a a section of our, our website wholly devoted to being a mommy. And, and and we've got some celebrity mommy bloggers. We would love for you to blog. And I've always been a, a writer in, in any capacity possible. I've written scripts. I've written, uh, obviously, songs. I wrote all the songs on my albums. So writing was such an easy, natural thing for me. And, and so when they asked me to do that, I got very excited. It's always been an, a creative outlet that I've loved. And so I began blogging for them while I was pregnant with Gray, and uh, and it kept going. I, I just absolutely loved it so much, and I got such a beautiful response from all of the, the readers that I just thought, okay, I'm going to keep going with this. And and this is, like I said, what a great creative outlet, what a great way to sort of share the mommy experience with everyone. I mean, I can't claim to be 
the best mom out there or the most knowledgeable mom out there, but, I, but I'm definitely doing the best I can like everybody else is. So why not, why not share that experience with people and, and hear what other people have to say? I mean, maybe other people will give me a little advice too and, and, and we'll help each other around the learning curve. So I, after I started blogging at people.com for about six or eight months, I decided that I would go ahead and transition into my own blog, which is called The Cradle Chronicles. And so I write a weekly blog for, for myself and, and, and for anybody who, who's interested in reading and can possibly relate to the adventures and zany anecdotes that are involved with motherhood <laughs> and, and parenting in general. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I mean, my life at this point is so much about my, my marriage and, and my daughter and, uh, and, and the children that I hope to to have in the future. And so it's, it's sort of neat to share that with people who, who were growing up at the same time I was. So maybe they watched me on Blossom and, and maybe they related to, to my character when we were both teenagers and now they're moms or dads too. So we can all relate to each other on this, this parenting level that we didn't have before. And it, it's just sort of, you know, nice to know that there's other people out there who are dealing with the same stuff you are. And, uh, and that gives me a nice forum for it. Definitely. You know, and it, like you said, you know, it's the kind of thing where you don't have to be perfect. You just got to be mom. No. Well, and, and really, you know, I think it's important. Part, part of the, the point of the blog to me is kind of just say to people, hey, none of us are perfect. We're all, <laughs> we're all dealing with crazy stuff. It's, it, it is such a wonderful adventure to be a parent. Uh, it, there's nothing like it. And at the same time, you know, there's not a, a little magic sponge capsule that you throw into the tub and it, it suddenly becomes a, a giraffe sponge. Do you remember, do you remember those <laughs> when you were a kid? Like, there's these little capsules that you could throw into the tub and suddenly they would just, as soon as the water hit them, it would be like auto giraffe or auto elephant or whatever sponge they turned into. And it's like, parenting is not like that. There's not some quick little automatic thing where you have a baby and you're a parent. There's, there's such a huge learning curve and I think it's really important for people to know that not everybody does it with a nanny and, you know, some of us are like stay at home mom. I'm, I'm a stay at home mom, you know, I'm, I'm with my daughter all day and I choose to be and I love it and I, and I hope that people understand what a blessing it is. Not everybody can do that. You know, some, some of us do have to work on a daily basis to, to support our family and, and, and so the time that we spend with our kids is so cherished and, and beautiful and, and, Every minute with them is a blessing. And so I just think it's really neat to kind of share with everybody. None of us are perfect. Some of us work. Some of us don't. Some of us choose to stay at home. Some of us can't stay at home. We're all in a different situation. But at the end of it all, we're all parents. And and that evens out. You know, that means we're all on the same playing field. And, and it's just neat to be able to share the experiences with everyone. They might differ a little bit from, from person to person. But at the end of it all, we're all parents, and, and that's what brings us together. Definitely, you know, and I couldn't I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, you know, when I first held my daughter seven years ago, I was like, wow, life is never going to be the same when I leave this hospital. <laughs> in, in the best, worst possible way. It, I mean, it literally is the, the, the best of times and the worst of times. I mean, there are, of course, it's going to be crazy-making sometimes. It's going to be the most difficult challenge you've ever experienced on any level. But at the same time, it's the most beautiful, wonderful blessing you've ever experienced. And, and it's just, you know, it's neat, neat to be able to put all of that out there and be vulnerable and be honest about it. And 
I feel like so many, and I hate to talk it so like a celebrity thing, that seems so to me, but yeah, I think there are so many people out there who so desperately want you to believe that they're the, the best parent and that they do everything right by their child and they're really, um, you know, that it's all so easy and seamless. Kind of it's easier seamless, but it's not supposed to be. Definitely, you know, uh, you know. I guess there's a lot of great things with parenting, and you know, of course, hey, come on, years from now, you'll be able to sit down and uh, you know, show, show your children blossom and a goofy movie and all those fun things, and uh, and they'll be like, Mom, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I guess, you know, we don't want to keep you too long. You know, we know you have a lot of things going on as well. So I guess as we're wrapping up here, for all your fans out there, you know, all those listeners out there who requested that we got you on here, we're talking with you. And, uh, you know, for all the, the, I guess, the male listeners out there who had that crush on you as six and everything else, um, is there anything, any final words that you could leave out there for all your fans? Well, gosh, first of all, that's an incredibly flat flattering all the way around I mean, that, that people were requesting to hear from me on here is, is really neat. I I love hearing from everybody. I, I love that I was a part of, you know, maybe people's growing up or, or even if they've just discovered me because they their kids were watching the, a goofy movie, which has happened uh, occasionally as well that somebody will write to me and say, I had no idea who you were, but my kid just watched a goofy movie and I heard your voice and I looked you up. Um, I'm just so appreciative. I, I, I Again, I go back to it. It's, it's all a blessing. Like, I, I'm just very, you know, I, I feel like I try to be as, as true to myself as I possibly can be. I'm really proud of the, the work that I have done in the past. I'm really proud of, of the, the years that we were on Blossom and the shows that we made. And I'm, when people let me know that they watched the DVD and are, are sort of interested in Blossom again or even for the first time because of it. And I, and, I, and I'm so proud to have been a part of the Disney family and, and to have been in the Goofy movie and Pepper Ann and all of these projects. Um, I can't wait to show them to my daughter. You're actually right. I'm very excited about that part. Um, but thank you. I mean, I just really, that's the biggest thing I can make people with is thank you. And if, if anybody wants to, to come follow me on a weekly basis on my, my motherhood adventure, I'm, I'm happy to have you join me. Um, <laughs> I'm at, the cradle it's the cradle chronicles.com or cradle chronicles.com either one works and uh yeah i love hearing from people i'm just you know i'm kind of like the, the girl next door i live in nashville with my husband my five dogs and my daughter and and um you know i don't i don't really do the whole glam lifestyle thing but i'm but i'm proud of where I've been and, and where I'm going. Very cool. You know, and great place to live. I love visiting Nashville, especially because I, I really enjoy Margaritaville. <laughs> it's such a neat place. I just, I, I love it here. It's, it's, it's neat to sort of just to have the, the, the grass under my feet and the humility here. And it, everybody's just lovely. We, we love it. Definitely. Well, you know, it was our pleasure having you on, Jenna. You know, fantastic career. You know, it's going to go down in Disney Legacy. And thank you for taking that time out of your day today and, you know, speaking with all of us and all of your fans out there. Oh, gosh, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Love is a song that never ends. Life may be swift and fleeting. Hope may die, yet love's beautiful music Comes each day like the dawn. Love is a song that never ends. One simple theme repeats. 
two okay? Uh, we are. Okay. We should just keep moving. Stay here. What, you didn't get the message? I told Frank and Marty I was out. You tell Wolf for me that he's gonna pay for my repairs. You are in. Way over your head here. Oh! I want a complete profile on the driver. You think he's collaborating? Either way, it's a liability. Get me some air transport. How you two holding up back there? You're fine. I'm sorry I dragged you two into all this. There's no need for you to apologize, Jack Bruno. You're not always the one to blame. But the urgency of our trip has not decreased. Look, don't worry. I'll get you to where you need to go. You've earned it. those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. It's Disney On Demand. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all VD heads, so I'm back once again, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show for show number 63 for the week of February 13th, 2014. I'd like to extend a very special thank you once again to our special guest, Jenna Von Oy, for stopping in here at the show. We loved you on Blossom, a goofy movie, Pepper Ann, and many others, and congratulations on being a mother, a blogger, and more. Thanks for taking time out of your day and stopping in here with all of our D-heads. Thank you. I'd also like to thank the D-team. Yes, Aaron and Lexi for stopping in with your signature segments. If it wasn't for you, everybody would have to listen to me ramble in week in and week out. So thank you, D-team, for stopping in once again. And finally, thank all of you, the D-heads. Without you, we wouldn't be bringing this show to you every single week, helping you relive those magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney. Thank you for tuning in. Now I'm going to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show before I let you in as who our special guest is going to be next week. Now remember, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z radio.com. 
There you can find our full list of past shows, our latest news blogs, and more right there, DizRadio, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us on all the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can also follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just search Disney Blue, B-L-U, or Diz Radio. And remember, you can subscribe on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Just look for us there as well. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, as we're gearing up next week for show number 64, we're going to take it to the Disney Channel. We're going to stay in the television realm because we have none other than Regan Burns stopping in here at the show. Now, he is most notably known as the father on Dog with a Blog. Yes, the hit Disney Channel show, and he's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things from his stand-up comedy, his Burger King work, and more, including maybe some questions we have for him about... uh, does Stan really talk? So get ready next week for show number 64 as we're going to have Regan Burns stopping in here at the show. So all of you D-heads, with that said, a little bit of a lighter show here this week, a little more scaled back, but it was fun. And I thank you once again for tuning in. So as we continue to get ready for Valentine's Day and spend that time with those loved ones that we uh, just really you know need to have in our lives, take a moment, step back, and never neglect family for business. Catch you next week and online, all of you D-heads. I'm gonna be a noble king, scrupulously fair I only need a little time, perhaps a little hair Moraine will be a super awesome thing Oh, I just can't wait to be king Way beyond the water Jungle and the plains and peaks are scheduled to be mine I'm gonna be the ruler of most everything around From the grandness of the mountains to the humble coming ground Rain will be a super awesome thing Oh I Say
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.